ALG really saved me. I put all of my success on joining this group. People constantly checking in saved me. I made so many like friends with people that I've never met, but I feel incredibly close to and, and I consider them family. It really is a family. It is a place where you can just be yourself and there is no judgment. There is no shame. You are so welcome there. Nobody has to be in this alone. Everybody is either going through or has gone through the same thing at one point. Let's do this. Welcome back to the ALG podcast. If you're listening to this on the day of drop, then happy Friday to you really quick at the top of the show, guys. If you could five star rate review the show, those five star rate reviews go a really long way. And David and I both love reading them. Um, Also, as we said last week, the ALG podcast is sponsored by Redcon one. You can use promo code T 20 J A R P. That's T 20. Sharps for twenty percent off your entire order from Redcon One. Whereas I got this, my oh, office, the gym. That's dope. Yeah. Was that through it's, them? Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, I like their t-shirts, dude. Their their shirts are really nice. Like I'm, I'm a, I like gym t-shirts. I like di- gym t-shirts that like make my chest look big and my shoulders and my arms look big. You mean, yeah. But like, there's some gym shirts that I feel like are just cut way too wide in the belly yep. and not tight enough in the arms and the shoulders. Yep. Redcon one knows what they're doing. Um, cheap plug there. Um, so yeah, you could use that promo code and, uh, righty. I think I'll kind of share something off the top of my head real quick before we get dive more into the show guys, as you see, if you're watching YouTube, I have a band on my arm. I donated blood today and it's not the point of, of me saying donate blood or I'm celebrating me donating blood, donate blood, people donate blood. Like it's, it's three hours of your life every year you do, you can do every four months. So one hour, three times a year, and you're saving someone's life. Just do it. Just put it out there. That's another, just a little little plug. Yeah. Blood. Not really. Save a life. Donate some blood. I used to donate a lot of blood in high school. Yeah. Yeah. I used to like doing that. And then uh, I'm a tank when it comes to stop. Donating blood is so easy for me. Like I can, I could double donate and just go work out. It doesn't affect me. Like my, um, science, my hemoglobin was like a 17, nine and my iron is like 1400, uh-huh. which is like really high. And so like, I, I donate blood so fast and I do, it's just so easy for me. Oh, I know why they made me stop donating blood. Uh, for some reason I have a really high white count all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then every time I donate blood, they'll run my blood. Then I'll get a phone call saying I should probably go see an oncologist. And it's just like interesting. a revolving door. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. This happens every time I have to get surgery too. Oh, yeah. High white, high white count. And they're talking about infection or leukemia or blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So that's a little tidbit about me. Kind of high white blood cell count. Did you know that? <laughs> Now you know. (laughs) All right, guys. So on this episode of the ALG podcast, we're going to be talking about different highs and lows on our personal journeys. And hopefully some of the stuff that we share today, you can relate to. And and, and unique perspective, too. So I'm going to start off with this one because I just found this fascinating. 
Um, I'm in a little unique situation that like I, I haven't gone to the gym in the last like 13 days um, for multiple reasons. And um, on top of that, my nutrition. So I, I, got, I, I had this like sickness wasn't COVID um, right during a buddy's wedding, which was that's why I left early because I was like, this is not good. He um, had two beers and got really drunk. Two beers, hammered, puked everywhere, uh, puked on the on the. Um, you puked uh, on the bride. Bride. It was. It was. A, it was a bad situation. No, but so I literally lost like six pounds in two days. So I went from like two forty eight down to two forty two, two forty three in two days, and um, those last like 12, 14 days, I haven't gone to the gym. I've been walking, um, but no like real strength training. And my nutrition's been like a five out of 10, I would say maybe a four. Um, I've had some cheesecake factory. I've had some cheesecake. Um, I would say every third meal is not ideal um, right now. And I got on the scale for the first time this morning. And I was expecting for my last one being like 242, 243, I was expecting to be like 250 because of the carbs I've been eating and all this kind of, obviously that too, I didn't gain eight pounds of fat. Right. Like, but like, that's what I was expecting. I stepped on the scale and I was still, so I was still 242. Wow. And I was just like, this was not what I was expecting. I, I and so it is still so fascinating. I've been doing this for seven years and um, just how the number on the scale can, can trick you at times for the benefit and for the, the detriment. Like, for example, I think what happened is over the last two weeks, since I haven't gone to gym, I probably lost a little bit of muscle mass and the fact that I probably gained a little fat, but since they equaled out, that's why the number on the scale hasn't changed. That's, that's my only guess. Um, same but, scale. Uh, yeah, same sale, same everything. Um, and same, I do, I still, I weigh at the same time every day. And so, um, just, just something fascinating and like, just like top of my head for, for all you guys who overly focus on the scale um, it is crazy how many stories that you hear from other people, even for myself. Like I was expecting a 248 to 250, and it was 242. I'm just like, huh, interesting, interesting. Wow. Not what I was expecting. Um, but hey, that's part of that's part of the transformation that you have to start to get used to. Like absolutely. So what about you? Um, kind of highs and lows during the transformation. I know it's it, it well, it's interesting for us because like it's tough. I don't know how, I don't know how it is for you. I will admit my transformation in the midst of things is long enough ago now that like it gets fuzzy. Oh yeah. I mean, same. Does I'm, it get I'm, fuzzy I'm, for I'm you? Six years into this. Yeah. I'm seven for me. Seven yeah, pushing so. eight. And so like, it's long enough ago where those super emotional moments. I mean, I still, I still will never forget the, um, my biggest emotional threshold moment was uh, because like for me, my first 50 pounds, all I did was hyper-focused on that two pounds a week. Right. I didn't really put too much emphasis on the, the, on the total weight loss. I didn't put too right. much emphasis on anything else than, than just like, all right, David, I'm 4'10". I'm going to be 408 next week. And boom and boom and boom. And one of the biggest emotional thresholds for me was that stepping on that scale 50 pounds down the first time I, when I hit 360, I was like, that broke me. I remember yeah. being in my being in uh, my apartment and looking at myself in the mirror in the bathroom and being like, David, you're going to fucking change everything about yourself you don't like. 
Mm-hmm. Like, and that was, that was a, a big positive moment for me, but it didn't start day one. Yeah. Um, what, what's, what's been in the midst of your transformation? What was one of your more euphoric positive moments? Um, I mean, obviously, you know, losing the first hundred pounds was definitely one of those moments that, uh, took me by surprise, but not, not so much surprise, but like, I was very, very hype about, but Honestly, the one that really got me and I, you know, I post this video every now and again on Instagram. Um, the first time I was able to weigh myself on a regular scale and not a, not a palate scale. Um, hmm. That was like sick. That's me. cool. Like, that I, was I never got that. I never got there. Yeah. Cause like my hope for shit, a very, very long time. Uh, the only way I was able to weigh myself was on a palate scale at work. Um, for those that don't know, my parents own a trucking company in JFK. So that has always been readily available to me my whole entire life, even before I got up to a point of no return. But, um, yeah, that was like the only way I could weigh myself. Um, when I first started working out with Steve, obviously, you know, that fuck with you. Um, yes and no, uh, growing up, uh, having a scale in the house wasn't really a thing. Okay. Um, you know, my mom was really fit when I was growing up like super, super fit. Um, but I don't ha- really have memories of a scale being around in my house. So like when I was a kid, I would go to work with my dad and I would just go fuck around on the scale, like just cause. So like going on that scale was just something that I just always did as a kid because it was there and I thought it was cool. And like okay. they were wearing weighing pallets on it. And I just, I don't know. But then having to use that scale in order to get a reading on how much I was weighing and not being able to do my weigh-ins with Steve, uh, that fucked my head a lot. So, okay. the, so like that, the first time it ever hit 299 and it didn't say error on the on the scale in the gym, I was hype sauce. Like I was freaking out. I remember I like well shit. Yours only went just, to 299. That's the you you see a lot of scales today. They do 350. Yeah, is like a is a base, but yours is only 299. That that would yeah that would fuck with me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and not only that, so that was actually, so when I hit 299, um, it was like really also right around my 200 pound mark. Also, like it, my 200 pound mark came like very shortly after that. So it was like back to back, just like, let's go. Like, I can't believe this is happening. Um, you know, just because I mentioned it, losing 200 pounds was also like wild to me. Like mm-hmm. losing a hundred pounds. That was like always the dream because growing up, everyone was like, well, if you just lose the hundred pounds, you'd feel a lot better. Like for some reason, and they always made a hundred pounds, like that huge number when really I needed to lose way more than 200 pounds. I mean, more than a hundred pounds. Um, but a lot of people don't look at it like that because, mm-hmm. you know, obesity to a lot of people is just being a hundred pounds overweight. Obesity to me was being, you know, over 250 pounds overweight. Um, so breaking a 200 pound weight loss goal really, changed my whole entire perspective on life okay so the 200 pound mark was like the big the big oh, yeah. catalyst I, okay. at that point in time i knew that i could really do anything that i set my mind to see isn't it fun that like again that's always i love too is the fact of that that, that catalyst that switch that emotional mm-hmm. threshold is different places for different people yeah like for me it was the 50 pound mark mm-hmm. out of out of my transformation some people they can flip the switch day one and like, they're like, I'm a different person. And like, everything changes. Some people, they're 300 pounds into their weight loss transformation. They still haven't flipped the switch yet. Right. And uh, it is fascinating how that switch can be flipped at so many different 
places. Well, also, I mean, I, I just also want to put this into perspective. Also, I feel like that I was put in, into a situation where I gave myself no other choice than than flipping of the switch. Hundred percent because of the fact that I had bariatric surgery. Okay. Um, I think that alone pushed me in a direction, uh, like a positive direction, because I gave myself no other choice because I had so much. I had so much pressure and so much doubt. Like, you have to understand something. My family never wanted me to have bariatric surgery, ever. Very against it. I've talked about mm -hmm. this a million times. Not only that, but, like, my family just didn't think it was going to work for me. You know what I mean? No one ever talks about bariatric surgery until someone brings it up, right? And then yeah. all of a sudden, somebody knows somebody who had bariatric surgery. And, and of course, some, and it didn't work. And it didn't work. So, mm -hmm. like, my family was just always like, Oh yeah, it's not gonna work for you. Uh, you know, eh, it's probably not gonna work. You know, your aunt Susie's sister's niece's cousin did that one time, and it doesn't. Bro, work. it was like yeah, and I was just it, and it fucked with me so bad that I feel like it just gave me the kick in the ass that I needed to be like, no, fuck you, this is gonna work, mm -hmm. because even now when like <laughs> my family really doesn't, they love me, they're proud of me, but they'll never give me credit to my face about anything that I've done. Yep. And I don't think that that's a terrible thing. I think a lot of parents are like that. But like when my dad's talking to people that haven't seen me in a long time, and then they see me and they're like, oh my God, your son looks amazing. Or, oh my God, I seen your son on Instagram or somewhere. Um, he'll always be like, yeah, you know, he had that surgery like five years ago and I just didn't think it was going to work for him. Like I really, I just had my doubts. <laughs> just like, you're a fucking asshole. You're a dick. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, I, I get you there. It's, it's, a, it's that whole phenomenon is, is a whole thing in and of itself. Um, yeah. But one of the things I know I want to talk about, I'm trying to recollect like some of the darker, like during the transformation mm -hmm. um, moments. I know for me, one of the biggest ones um, that because we've talked about this in community calls to different people um, getting in a very dangerous habit of binge and purge and binge and purge. Oh, and yeah. Like, and so <laughs> I remember um, relatively early on in my transformation, because I mean, for me, one thing that was really nice, my first hundred pounds pretty consistently was up at CMU. And uh, in college where my my uh, roommates all basically, we just came together with a Costco membership. Um, and so all like I was the one that had the Costco membership. And so it was really easy. I was the one that got the food. And guess what? Since I was the one that got the food, except for if they bought pizza, our house was only full of chicken breasts and freaking vegetables. Right. And that's about it. Eggs, avocado. And that was pretty much, but there wasn't a lot of like chips snacks, and dips yeah. and snacks. And, and so for the first hundred pounds, it was really easy because they were right there with me and all that kind of stuff. When I went to the beach, the beach house, the beach house has always been this like, Hey, relax. You can eat what you want, have the cake, have the ice cream. And I was still in the midst of this transformation where I didn't want to do that. Right. And I remember like psyching myself up of like, David, you're going to the beach house this weekend. You're going to stick to plan. You're going to pre, you're going to pre-make your meals. You're going to do all this kind of stuff. And what would happen is I would do good throughout the day. And then all of a sudden nine, 10 o'clock would hit people are going to bed and I would just go downstairs to the kitchen and just fucking eat. Yeah. And I'm talking ice cream and cake and cookies and peanut butter off the spoon. And I probably ate 3000 calories in a matter of 30 minutes. 
Yeah, or less. And and then you're like afterwards, you're laying in bed, and you're like, what the fuck did you just do? Yep. And then there were a couple of times I'll rem- I still remember this where I would go, all right, David, you fucked up so bad. We're going to do a fast tomorrow and then we're going to work out twice as hard yeah. and we're going to get back on track. And I did that. And looking back on that, it, it could have easily gotten to a very dangerous place where mm-hmm. like you binge and purge and then you go, yeah, from- but you were not, ne- you were never making yourself throw up, right? No, I was never gonna. No, I, I, I it was, it was basically, I would just super restrict myself the next day and um over overtrain so my purge wasn't throwing up my purge was just like kicking my ass <laughs> right i got you um but i look back on that and i and it's one of those things where it's just like it sets a dangerous precedent i i mm-hmm. i'm a firm believer in like hey some like it in and of itself it's not bad but it can really set yourself up for a dangerous lifestyle mm-hmm. um and i'm glad i just figured that out pretty quick and got through it. Um, I didn't really have anybody telling me, Whoa, you shouldn't do that. Right. Um, I just happened to just be like, you know, what? let's just, let's just get back on the cut track. The shit. Yeah, yeah. Cut the shit, get right back on track. Um, but that fucked me mentally. Cause I'm just like, I was doing so well. Then all of a sudden for me just to freaking eat a bunch of shit when I told myself I wasn't going to do it, it, mm-hmm. it fucks with you. Um, Absolutely. what about you? Um, I mean, so like I was always a very big night eater. I'm still a big night eater, obviously not to the degree of like I'm grabbing. Now you dirt. stop at 9:35. Yeah, because exactly. at 9:37 you turn it into goes a pumpkin. Straight to. <laughs> yeah, no, but like so, my 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 nighttime eating habits have changed in you know how much I'm consuming and what I'm consuming, right? Um, so instead of Doritos, maybe I'll have a bag of Quest chips and yada yada yada. I've said yep. this before, but so I remember um, right after I had gotten my surgery done and I, and I was a little bit into it. Like, you know, I think I, I was like right back at like, okay, you could have solid food now type of thing, super restriction, solid food. Um, and there was always like the, they give you like a list of like, okay, these are slider foods and this is what you have to stay away from. So for those that are listening that don't know what slider foods are, if you've had bariatric, uh, any bariatric procedure, it's, food that doesn't take up a lot of space in your stomach. So like if you're a grazer or, you know, you're a snacker, um, that food really doesn't have a lot of density to it. So it's not going to hold up a lot of space in your stomach. So like if you're cat, if you're just casually eating pretzels or you're casually eating potato chips or you're eating ice cream, you know, stuff like that, it doesn't hold a lot of space and you can eat a lot of it all at once. Um, so I remember, I don't know what got into me. And, and I was just like mad, not mad, but like, I just remember sneaking out of my, not sneaking out. I was a grown man. I remember leaving my room and walking to the refrigerator. And at that point in time, I really hadn't snacked at night. I wasn't eating a lot because the surgery was so brand new. Um, and my grandma, um, no, not my grandma, not alive. Sorry. Timeline. So my stepmom had bought rice pudding. Um, like a huge tub of rice pudding. And um, I sat there in a dark kitchen, only only lit by the refrigerator light because- Don't that's look at how, me. Yeah, don't look at me. If that's how you're going to do it, that's how you do it. And I housed that rice pudding, mm-hmm. like housed it. And I remember thinking afterward, well, you did it. You're a fuck up. Everyone was right. This is not going to work for you. You're not cut out for this, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then- kind of like having a conversation with myself, like you're entitled to one fuck up. 
and you had it and there's no more of this, you know, and, and that was it. And like, I was able to kind of like coach myself through it in like a very dark hour because half of me at that point in time was just like, Oh, you figured it out. You hacked the code. Like it's game time. Like what else is in this house that we, where we could eat right now. Yeah. Here's my um, cheat code. Right. And it wasn't. And then that was the first time where I really realized okay, I'm eating out of pure boredom and habit. I'm not eating out of hunger right now because physically and mentally I can't be hungry um, just because of how, how the procedure works and whatnot. So like, I just had to tell myself, hey, stop being a fucking idiot. Like it's mm -hmm. over. Like you, you, you cheated so much of your life. Like let's get a fucking grip on it now. Like you have this golden ticket. You have an opportunity here. Use it to your advantage. And I think that was like the spark of the moment where like, my my total eating habits changed and like the light bulb went off because they say like everyone has that light bulb moment on their journey and i think that was like one of those light bulb moments where i was just like okay you did it now you know how to not do this again so let's not do this again okay yeah because i think that also played a role in my transformation where it's like personally i mean my i sit there and think about I have one of the most least flashy transformations. I mean, in my opinion, because it flashy? took, well, it took me three years to lose 150 pounds. Okay. Where it's like, I don't, know. I don't look at timelines like that. Well, I know like, and that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like where you have, uh, I, and I, I think this is going to be our classic tangent. And, um, this is what we do. We start on, we start on premise and then it pivots and then we have our banter and everyone loves it. Um, where, do they though? Just the idea that society glorifies the most massive weight loss transformation as quick as possible. Oh yeah, always. And it sets a dangerous precedent. Absolutely. Um, where it's like you get these. I mean, we know a lot of them, mm -hmm. and they lose the 190 in a year, 250 in a year and a half. They all this kind of stuff, and it that's what gets promotion. That's what yeah. gets. And it, and it, the person who loses 50 in a year also goes, what the fuck? Yeah. I get no positive reinforcement. It, it, you tell, I have to lose 150 in a year for this to be celebrated. Absolutely. Um, and so I, I do find it interesting on that, on that way where it's like losing 50 pounds in a year is fucking fantastic. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, um, shout out to Doug. I mean, D Doug just hit his 50 pound mark as a coach uh, with coaching with us. Right. Being 50 pounds and needed it in three and a half months. And it's like, is that the flashiest thing in the world? It's great. It's not the, it's not it's crazy. sustainable. It's st his, his numbers with us have been fantastic. Right. It, it, it is not the flashy ones that would get most viral on Instagram. Right. But it's, it is what I love because it's consistent. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's where I do get, this is kind of like the lows, kind of going off the low of the, of the transformation. I will admit I went through different struggles where it's like, where I'm sitting there going, why the fuck am I not getting celebrated more on social medias when right. all these other people are doing it? And I'm, and like, and everyone says, oh yeah, well, David, you got 40,000 followers. I'm like, yeah, but it's it, it, like, my like, it's not, it's, it's not that how, how glorified actually most of my account followers are from the network marketing days and so i don't get the same amount of engagement that i used to get right um and so but just that whole premise of the dark times of associating your transformation with the glorification of others 
like people glorifying you of like, oh my gosh, look what you're doing is so amazing. It's like, fuck. you get you get hooked on that. I'll, I'll admit, like, oh, I, it's a I, high, I, yeah, absolutely. I, I went through that phase where it's like, oh, I was doing this by how many likes I could get. I was doing this by all that kind of stuff. Um, and then again, getting past that phase of of doing this for yourself doing this because it is the way to treat your body and your mind with the most amount of love you can. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, what, uh, what's another like kind of negative one because, because I mean, obviously trying not to always go sunshine and rainbows is important. So what are, what, what's another negative one you dealt with? Um, I would say, if, I mean, if if you don't have one, I got one. Kind of just well, go ahead, and then I'll and I'll jump off that. Uh, I mean, this is this goes off of this the whole body dysmorphia, which is a just very strong term, or just like looking at yourself negatively. It is fascinating. Again, it gets it gets uh, it gets. It's funny how something that used to really hurt you now is like because you look at it differently. You just don't. It's just not the same thing. Which right. is like my my man boobs, my pepperoni nipples. Like where it's like, I used to fucking hate it. Like I couldn't do it. Like I literally couldn't take a shirt off in a pool. I couldn't uh, anything to, I was cold. It was all this. Right. Now it's like, I can sit here and do, do peck titty dances with my big old pepperoni nipples and, and not think anything of it. Um, but that was not always the case. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. What about you? Uh, I guess body dysmorphia is definitely a good one. Um, I think that automatically thinking that, um, you know, to, to go off the body dysmorphia thing that, you know, needing excess surgery is, you know, is always the like, okay, you lost the weight. You have to get the surgery. You okay. know what I mean? Like you, you have to do it. Um, and like, so my tummy tuck was out of a need of, you know, I was getting a lot of rashes and infections and blah, 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 uh, all that good stuff. Was I mentally annoyed at it? Absolutely. Um, but just to put it into perspective on how, you know, it's not always sunshine and rainbows after you get a tummy tuck. Like I don't have the greatest tummy tuck in the world. Like I have complications because of my tummy tuck. Like I need a revision. Um, and I still get body dysmorphia even though I've had a tummy tuck. Same thing with my chest. My chest came out great. I love my chest. I will kiss the ground my doctor walked on who did my chest. But after doing my chest, I went through a really bad depression that I've talked about on here recently, you know, for three and a half months, you mm -hmm. know, that I would not want to live again. Um, so, you know, you got to remember on every side of, of this journey, whether it's weight loss or, you know, muscle gain or, you know, plastic surgery, wherever you're at, there's pros and there's cons. You know, it's always a double-edged sword. It's not yeah. always great. It's not always the answer you're looking for. You know, I've, I know people, you know, just for example, that have lost a ton of weight, hated how they looked, and then, you know, it struggled to put weight back on, you mm -hmm. know, um, it, it it's not the grass is not always greener on the other side. And you always, 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 always need to know what you're getting into. Um, no matter what, you know, uh, and do oh, your I, research. I love that. I, well, I love the whole thing of like, I mean, it's like us with, we both went through the phase of carbs are bad. Um, oh yeah. And just I've been talking the, about this a lot lately. Yeah. Yeah. Ahead. Carbs are bad. Or like, for example, with me, it was like diet, diet Coke and anything synthetic sugars. I got to the point where like, I would almost rather have regular sugar than synthetic sugar 
because I just thought synthetic sugar was the bane of existence and was like going to kill me. Um, but I mean, that, that's, that's part of the, that's part of the, the process for some people where it's like the over restriction and the overindulge and then mm-hmm. finding that happy balance in between. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, that was another one. I didn't touch a diet Coke in for probably two years. And then I didn't, um, I didn't touch a grain of rice for like two and a half. <laughs> you know it's it's interesting how some people just strategies with it all of like being super restrictive losing the 200 pounds in a year and then finding your balance afterwards and then other people it's like i just want to lose two pounds a week for three and a half years and and that's the strategy i want to take and it's like sweet um there is such a different mantra like that's that's right (laughs) this is a tangent but uh my uh my a family member had to go see a dietitian just for just for different reasons. And it was so funny because I was asking him, okay, what did your dietitian say? Well, how this, like this dietitian was mad that this person didn't have breakfast. Like it was somehow this awful thing. And I'm like, Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I hate even, <laughs> even, even dietitians are like making these bullshit, these mantras up of like, yeah, you need your breakfast. Oh, shut the fuck up. The most important meal to say. Um, I mean, I, I'm doing a little something right now with my diet and my journey and everything that I'm really mm-hmm. not talking about yet. But uh, over the last three days, um, I've had to start eating breakfast just because of just what I'm doing. And it's because, macros if, because and, yeah, you're trying to hit your macros. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And um, I, okay. So it's not real breakfast because I don't eat it till 1120 in the morning. Cause that's just what I feel. <laughs> That's just where I feel comfortable enough with eating. My oh, it's 11, 20. It's like breakfast, it's 6 like a.m., 11, 20. It's like the same thing. Um, but I'm still not the biggest fan of it, like, at all. Breakfast for me only happens on, like, a Saturday or Sunday. Okay. You know? Um, then I'm okay with kind of eating a breakfast because on the weekend, I'm, like, not, like, mm, super restricting. Mm. Right now, I will be. But, mm-hmm. like, I'm just not. I don't know. Uh, <sighs> breakfast is just whatever to me. But I remember as a kid always being yelled at you gotta eat your breakfast before you go to school tonight you gotta eat your breakfast you're not gonna learn start your metabolism break your brain moving um but yeah breakfast is a hock of shit (laughs) if you like breakfast sweet good for you you. have to have breakfast no you don't right you don't have to have breakfast no you know this Uh, has been this has been before before we wrap this up hold on we only gave one positive so i feel like we have to give another positive so why don't you give the people another positive so huge positive for me, and this is going to sound crazy. Um, one of the most positive moments for me was going to a uh, UPW Tony Robbins event, like weekend, like a weekend getaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was supposed to do that. Um, right COVID hit. Honestly, it, it's a cult, but I'm telling you, it, mm-hmm. it's it's an experience. I think you should you should do like some like like. You walked and, on fire in that one, right? Yeah, you, you walk yeah. on hot coals. And I'm telling, like, we're talking 2000 degree hot coals, like the real deal, no fucking around. Um, and just the whole process of three days of you're barely eating, you're barely sleeping, you're screaming for 15 hours a day, you're, you're experiencing what it truly is to max out your capability. Because right. the entire 2000 people, 5000 people in a room are at this level. They're at such a level of accountability for life. That's such an excitement for life. When right. you experience that for the first time, 
it, it feels like a call. It feels like, and I'm telling you, it was one of the highest moments for me because it gives you perspective on what you're capable of. Absolutely. So about you? Uh, I'm going to talk about the one that a lot of guys are too nervous to talk about. Uh, first time I was ever able to see my dick again, like Ooh, you know, laying 100%. down or standing up. Yep. Uh, that was, yeah. That there was, you go, Billy. Yeah, that you're was just, there, baby. Hey, and listen, it's not I know, just in the mirror. Yeah, you know, I know that some guys, you know, they get weirded out talking about it. There's still, you know, guys that I know that have this bravado of like, oh, I had a 12 inch long penis even when I was 500 pounds, and I'm just like, yeah, okay, all right, <laughs> cool. If that's what you wanted to tell everyone in high school when you were the fat kid, then sure. <laughs> but let's call a spade a spade here, everybody. Yep. There's only so, there's only there's just one. Like, there's a lot when there's yeah. body fat everywhere. It's got to go around certain. It's got to go somewhere. Um. So yeah, definitely first time laying down or standing up, seeing that bad boy back. You know, looked at him. He looked at me. We gave each other a high five and we went about our day. But like it was, it was great. It was That's fantastic. Too funny. I, I was like, it. I haven't seen you since I was sick. He was like, I'm, me too. Me too. That's funny. That's um. Funny. All right, guys. I feel like that's the best part to end this on. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, please feel free to five-star rate, review the show, tell a friend to tell a friend to listen in. Um, you can find us each and every single Wednesday night on the ALG community call that's going on accountablelifegroup.com, pressing the event tab and logging in straight through Zoom. You can find us there each and every single Wednesday for absolutely free. If you're interested in ALG coaching, you can go on to algcoaching.com. We offer one-on-one or group coaching totally customizable to you, your lifestyle, and your journey. We'd love to help you reach your goals. Uh, you can find the Accountable Life Group journal on Amazon.com. And as we said at the top of the hour, uh, if you are looking, you can save on Redcon 1. They are a sponsor of the show. And you can save by using promo code T20JARPS. That's T20JARPS. J-A-R-P-S. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Stay beautiful, stay sexy, stay accountable. Toodles.